been involved in, in ministry plus missions for a long, long time. And uh, actually, they are outgoing missionaries right now. They're leaving. When they leave deputation, uh, they'll be going to uh, Sierra Leone, Africa, uh, to share their burden, to share the gospel. And um, it is a ripe nation right now for a sovereign move of God. And we pray uh, desperately that they have that and they see that happen. We're glad to have these folks here tonight. Glad to have their two sons, Ryan and Gentry. And uh, it's not often, number one, that we have a missionary who has his wife with him. Number two, to have a missionary that has his kids with him. So I think this must be a pretty close family. I don't know about all the others that never bring their families with them, but I think these folks, they must get along pretty good. And uh, But we're so thankful to have them here tonight. Now I can explain. Uh, I mentioned Sunday morning briefly at camp meeting um, last week on Thursday night of missions night. Uh, actually, it worked out kind of a fluke, I guess. But Sister Murphy and I and my brother and his wife were invited to sit on the front row of the tabernacle in Tioga. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about, directly in front of the pulpit. So we literally had front row seats that night, and it was amazing. Well, as the mission service began, Sister Murphy and I had already discussed how much Grace Church would give to missions this year. And um, so we brought with us, as I mentioned Sunday morning, a check for $5,000 to give that night to missions. Well, as the service went on and, and they talked about local missions in, in, in Louisiana and what have you, then they went global and then called up the two missionary families, I believe it was three missionary families, uh, that was at camp meeting. One of them has already completed deputation, has all their PIMs to go back uh, to their country. But the other two families was asked to stay up at the front, and then anybody, mainly pastors, would go up and get a PIM slip from these families, which we did. We took both of those families on. And one of those families was the Riddicks who were here tonight. And the longer I sat there and just looked into the to their face, uh, the face of their children. The other family was outgoing missionaries to the Philippines. And I had two small kids with them and plus the Riddicks with their two boys. The longer I sat there, my heart just kept pounding in my chest. And I have not had this feeling like that before. Um, I got real emotional the longer I sat. The choir was singing. And I told Sister Murphy, I said, we need to do more. And uh, I don't know, there's just something about you guys that just got a hold of me and I couldn't help myself. And uh, I don't believe it was an emotional thing. I believe it was a God thing. And um, so I asked her, can, can Grace Church do another $5,000 for foreign missions? So I wrote on a little business card and took it up to Brother Tilly, who is our foreign missions director for the state, and said Grace Church has to do more. And I want to thank these folks for their commitment and sacrifice uh, I always struggle when we have foreign missionaries and I hate to put that kind of a label on people but I don't know how else to say it but people who are willing to give up everything <clears throat> their family brother and sister Riddick I talked to him today and uh, they're both born and raised Louisiana people essentially Brother Riddick's dad is also a foreign missionary, so he has spent, Brother Riddick has spent a number of years on the field even before he was went back as a missionary. 
And um, I'm always amazed. Um, we came here, Brother Riddick, 24, 25 years ago, 24 years ago, and we started with 12 people. And um, I think it's kind of a big deal once in a while that, you know, we stuck it out through some very lean times and times that we didn't have groceries and that kind of thing. But when I look at the lives of these people, they give up their family, uh, they give up friends and relationships to go preach to people they've never met, they don't know. Brother Riddick said they have felt a burden for Sierra Leone for a while, and before they left to come home for deputation for furlough, they requested if they could go spend six weeks in that country before they came here. And I've just never ceased to be amazed and, 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 and can't appreciate folks like this enough. And I suppose part of the reason that I was so moved at camp last Thursday night is because I saw four kids, two of theirs and two of the other families, that are perhaps not going to enjoy the American upbringing and the American culture like our kids do. But apparently and obviously they'll follow their parents. Brother Riddick here is following in the footsteps of his dad. He didn't enjoy much of that either. And I'm not here to try to inflate their ego and what have you, but I'm talking sincerely tonight, and Grace Church knows that. I'm deeply moved by people who will pay the ultimate price giving their life to the kingdom and say, God, I'll go anywhere and I'll do anything. And I appreciate people like that. I love people like that. Uh, I believe it was Casey said the other day, when you can't go, you can give. And we try. Uh, we try to give and we try to do as much as we can to push grace around the world uh, and I'm thankful for your giving and I'm thankful for your supporting your pastor and making commitments like we made at camp the other night and I'm not worried about that but we want to help these folks tonight I'm not trying to pull on your heart springs heart strings this is about the kingdom this is taking the kingdom of God around the world to people who need it desperately they don't need it more desperately than we do but they need it as desperately as we do. And I'm thankful for people who go and preach the gospel. Would you stand tonight in honor of this wonderful, wonderful family that we have the privilege of having with us tonight? And I'm going to ask Brother Rusty Riddick to come right now and share with us his heart, his burden. Lend them your minds, your hearts. Lend them your ears as he comes to minister the word of God tonight. Would you come and let the Lord have his way? Give him a good grace welcome as he comes. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you. Thank you, Brother Murphy, for those kind words. and Thank you, church, for giving us the honor that we don't deserve. It's all about him. It's all about his kingdom. We're all missionaries. Not one of you standing here is any different than I am. We all have a harvest. We all have something that God wants us to do, a God plan. And if we'll just connect with that, it's all about his kingdom. And we'll all be joined together with him one day. Would you just lift your hands for a moment? Would you praise him and give him honor, him glory, him praise? 
Jesus, we're humble tonight. God, we thank you and we praise you and we give you glory. You alone, oh God, deserve the praise. You alone, oh God. And we give that praise to you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. You're the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. Thank you, Jesus. Would you give him a hand clap of praise tonight? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. It is an honor and a privilege to come here and share our burden with you for the country of Sierra Leone, West Africa. As your pastor has already said to you, we are, uh, I am a son of a missionary. I have spent most of my life on the foreign mission field. My dad left Louisiana in 1982 and went to the country of Cameroon, West Africa. And that is still where he works and labors for the Lord today. He is still a fully appointed missionary to that nation. We were also, after I was raised and uh, came home and finished my senior year of high school, I went back to the field the very next year, married to my beautiful wife, Adrian. And uh, we have been laboring in Cameroon with the exception of 10 years uh, due to some health problems. But God is good. He's still on the throne. He has healed my body. And thank God we are able to continue the work that he has called us to do. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful thing to be a part of what God is doing. It's a beautiful thing to be a part of his plan. And I appreciate that opportunity today. Hallelujah. I know that we have certain expectations of missionaries when they come to our congregations. Most of the time we probably expect uh, them to tell about their nations and if God willing, we will. Uh, We expect to hear about the great things that God is doing on the field and I'm sure we'll get around to sharing a little bit of that with you tonight. But I want to do something maybe a little bit different than what you are used to when missionaries come to your congregation. And that is, I would like to start off here tonight with a question. And that question is to you, the congregation. I realize that it's kind of the opposite. Normally you would ask the missionary questions, but tonight I would like to ask you a question. And that question is simply this. What did you come to the house of the Lord on this Wednesday night, expecting to receive for yourself from God? What is your expectations? What is it that God can do for you? How big is God to you in this place here tonight? I've been asked so many times, I've heard my father asked, I've heard other missionaries ask the question, why is it that they see such great moves of God across the waters? Why do our foreign missionaries or our global missionaries experience such revival? And why is it that they have such great outpourings of the Holy Ghost and the miraculous that takes place? And I'll be honest with you, I have thought about this many, many times. I've laid awake and pondered it. I've just, it's just something that has been on my mind. And the closest thing that I can give to you, if I was going to sum it up in one word, is expectation expectation hallelujah you see if we don't come with an expectation to the house of God then we're probably not going to receive anything 
Hallelujah. Every one of us, if we would be honest with ourselves tonight, we have something that God can do and only God can do in our life. I'll be the first one to lift my hand and let you know that there are things that only God can take care of in my life and in my family and different sorts of things in our fields and so on and so forth. Only God can do it. And if you're honest here tonight, you have similar situations. They may not be exactly the same. But the Word says that He can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. Now, Pastor told you that I'm a Louisiana boy, and you know, there's something about the Louisiana blood. It doesn't matter how long you've been away from it. it just, it's just there. And there's a certain amount of country boy in all of us, I think. And I've got enough country boy in me to... If you give me the opportunity to think and to just let my mind ponder what all God can do for me, I can get out there with it. I mean, I can, I can really pour it on, Brother Murphy. I can, I can think of some things that God can do for me and God can do in my family. I mean, I can really get out there. And you know, the fact of the matter is, is that He can do every one of them. It doesn't matter what I come up with. It doesn't matter how long I think about it. It doesn't matter how far-reaching it may be. Uh, He can do every one of them. That's right. It doesn't matter what you have on your heart tonight. It doesn't matter what you are going through here tonight. God can and is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. The real deal is, is that whenever you have reached out as far as you can reach and when you have mustered up all the faith that you can muster up and when you get as as far reaching as you can and you bundle it all up and you say, okay, God, here it is. This is what you can do for me. That's when God takes over and then he continues on a little further down the road. Hallelujah. And he starts blessing and he starts pouring out. Hallelujah. He starts changing. And, and when it's all said and done, you're sitting there wondering, I didn't even know that he would do this. I didn't even know. I didn't even think about this. But that's how our God is. That's who's in this building here tonight. Hallelujah. He deserves the praise. He deserves the glory. He deserves the honor. Hallelujah. I would ask tonight that you would just get a hold in your spirit for just a little while. Just reach back into your mind and into your heart tonight and get a hold of something that God and only God can do. And when you get a hold of it tonight, would you just lift up your hands for a moment? Would you just begin to praise Him? Would you just begin to glorify Him? Hallelujah. He is able. He is able able to heal your body. He is able to give you that encouragement. He is able to change that course in your life. Hallelujah. He's able to put it back together again. He's able to give you strength. Hallelujah. He is an able God. I thank the Lord so much for the honor and privilege of giving his name praise in this place tonight. Hallelujah. I want my wife to come. I want her to come and just give you whatever she feels in the Holy Ghost. I appreciate my wife. She has been my companion now in Africa. Not, I mean, she's been my companion for much longer than this, but she has been in Africa a total of 18 years. And I appreciate her. She loves the African people. The African people love her. And God has used her mightily in that country and in that nation. I appreciate her tonight. I want her to just give you whatever she feels in the Holy Ghost tonight.
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's so good to be here with you tonight. And as I came into the church tonight, I was just so impressed from the spirit that I felt in this place tonight. Amen. And I nominate this church the most friendly church I believe that I have ever been to. And I really mean that tonight. I give honor to you. Brother Murphy was so welcoming this afternoon when we were asking last minute if we can park our trailer here. And uh, when we walked into the sanctuary... All the way to my seat, people were greeting me. And I'm so thankful tonight for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. I'm so thankful tonight for the joy of the Lord that I feel in this place. Hallelujah. God is so good tonight. I'm so thankful tonight for the light of God that shines into our life tonight. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And I'm so thankful for the light of God that shines into the lives of men. Amen. And he transforms us and he makes us into what he wants us to be, what he called us to be. And I'm so thankful for the light of God tonight. Amen. Amen. And your pastor was talking tonight. And yes, there are times that being on the mission field, we may miss out on some things in, in that are going on here in the U.S. and miss out on some family get-togethers. And uh, my son was married while we were on the mission field this last term. And we were not able Uh, to afford to come home for the wedding, but we were able to FaceTime for it. But I have three boys. My oldest son is married, and the Lord knows the desires of our heart. And I always wanted a little girl. And my oldest son and his wife, um, they've been married for two years, and they told us before we came home from the mission field that they were expecting a, a baby. And the Lord blessed us that we were traveling. They live in the state of Missouri. And the Lord blessed us that the day in the month that that baby was due to be traveling in the state of Missouri, amen, on our deputation schedule. That is a God thing. So God, if we seek his kingdom first, amen, and his righteousness, amen, then all these things shall be added unto you. So I am thankful. He knows the desires of your heart. And when you put him first, amen, God will bless you. And the blessing is much more than a material blessing. That is so shallow, just the material things, amen. But God has a greater blessing. He has spiritual blessings, amen. He has relationships with others, blessings, amen. He has so many things for us, praise God. I was telling you about our oldest son, Um, When I was expecting him many years ago, we were in Cameroon, West Africa at the time, and I had a very strong craving. I wanted something really good and something really sweet. Ladies, you know how it is when you're expecting a child and you get those cravings. And I had a desire for something good, and I wanted some cereal. And I didn't want just any kind of cereal. I wanted the sugar cereal. And uh, we didn't see it very much then at all, but there was one store 
that was uh, where in the city where we would grocery shop. It was about an hour and a half or so from us. And it that store occasionally would get shipments in from the state. And so we were in Douala, and we were shopping, and I went in this store. And when I went in this store, there was a box of Frosted Flakes cereal from the U.S. Amen. And I knew that the Lord was shining on me. Amen. And so I bought that cereal. I don't normally, I wouldn't normally do it because it's usually quite expensive because they've imported it in. But, um, but I indulged and I bought that box of cereal. And by the time that we got back to the house and got home, it was in the evening, it was late. And I put that cereal in the pantry and went to bed. And about two o'clock in the morning, I woke up and that cereal was calling my name from the kitchen. And so I went out. Our kitchen was in our hallway. We had to make a kitchen out of our hallway because a lot of times they use outdoor kitchens. And so I went into the hallway kitchen, and I was going to help myself to a bowl of that cereal. But I didn't want to awake my husband who was sleeping in the bedroom. So I left the lights off, and in the darkness, in the middle of the night, I went in that pantry, and I got those frosted flakes, and I poured myself a big bowl of frosted flake cereal. And I sat there in the middle of the night and I ate that whole bowl of cereal. And I didn't feel guilty about it one bit. Right. And so I went back to bed, went to sleep. And the next morning, my husband got up and he decided that he was going to help himself to a bowl of that frosted flake cereal. And when he went in that kitchen, and he poured himself a big old bowl of cereal. He looked down into that bowl to realize that he had poured himself a big bowl of bugs and weevils. That cereal was infested. And I had ate a whole bowl of it in the middle of the night. That morning, I was very sick and nauseous, and it wasn't from the baby but it was from knowing what I had sat there and ate in the darkness and in the middle of the night. Moral of the story is what is so good in the darkness is not good in the light. Amen. That is why I am so thankful tonight for the light of God that shines into the lives of men. Amen. And his light reveals himself to us. Amen. And we are transformed by the light of God and the things that we used to love. We don't love those things anymore. Amen. But we start to love the things that Jesus loves. And I'm so thankful tonight for that light. In 1 John 1 and 5, it says that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. And that is one of my most favorite scriptures because it really emphasized no darkness, and it says at all, amen. I'm so thankful that we serve a God who is light tonight. Praise God. Pray for us as we go to the nation of Sierra Leone. It is 78% Muslim, but we are believing God to be a mighty work, to do a mighty work in the nation of Sierra Leone, and that we can be a light in that country of Sierra Leone, amen. While we were there, your pastor shared with you, God blessed us to spend six weeks there. It was our second time to visit there. But six weeks before coming uh, here, we were able to spend in Sierra Leone. 
Every Sunday while we were there, those six weeks, we had three services. And while we were there, we heard some of the most awesome testimonies of God transforming lives. And one of the testimonies that stood out to me the most was by a young man, and his name was Timbo. And we were in service on a Sunday morning, and after church, he began to open up, and he began to share his testimony with us. And Timbo, as a young man, he was a devout Muslim. His whole family was Muslim. He had been raised that way, and they had been Muslim for generations. He received a scholarship to go to Singapore and to school in Singapore. And so he went to Singapore as a young man, and he began to school there. And while he was schooling there, he was looking for friends and making friends. And uh, one night he was in his dorm room, and one young man had invited him over to his dorm room. And he went to that young man's dorm room, and when he got inside of that dorm room, that young man began to... uh, uh, tell him about an occult that he was involved in. He was in a very dark occult, and he began to show him things and to tell him things that Timbo had never heard before in his life. And what he was hearing, he didn't like it, and he became very afraid at the things that he was seeing and hearing in that room. And he took off running, and he ran out of that room, and the guy hollered after him, He said, you better not tell anyone what I have told you about and what I've shown you in this room tonight or I will deal with you. And Timbo said that night in his storm, he went to sleep and he woke up in the middle of the night and he had a very bad attack of deep darkness in the middle of the night and it tormented him through the whole night. And he said for many months after that, every night he dreaded to go to sleep because he was having spiritual attacks in the night. And he called back home to Sierra Leone and he asked his family what he should do. And they shared with him uh, the prayers that he should pray from the Quran. And faithfully, he would pray those prayers. But he said, uh, nothing would happen. I would pray consistently and nothing would happen. Every night, the attacks would come. And these attacks were so strong that they put him down into a very deep depression. And he said, it didn't matter how hard I would study. My grades continued to drop. And they had dropped so low that I was in danger of losing my scholarship and being sent back to Sierra Leone. And he said, I was so deeply depressed and I didn't know what else to do. So I made an appointment and I went to a medical doctor. And he said, the medical doctor looked at me and he said, son, There is nothing that I can do for you because your problem is not medical. And so he said, I just went back to my dorm and I was so hopeless. I didn't know what to do. I had hit the bottom. And he said, there was one young man that was in one of his classes. He was an apostolic young man. And this young man had been reaching out to him. But Timbo said, I had heard about apostolics and I had heard how crazy they were. And I didn't want to have anything to do with him. So I just held him at arm's length and I would not let him get 
get close to me. But this young man every day was very consistent to be friendly to me and to reach out to me. And he said, so finally we began to talk a little bit. And one day he ended up in my dorm room. And he said, I don't know what came over me, but I began to open up and I began to share with him what I was going through about what had happened to me and the attacks that I was having and the depression that I was in and how hopeless I felt. And he said, this young man just looked at me and said, can I pray with you? And he said, I thought, pray with me. I don't even believe in the same God that you believe in. He said, but the young man said, can I please just pray with you? I feel like the God that I serve can help you. And he said, he laid his hands on me and he began to pray with me. And he said, I don't know what happened, but I felt such a sweet peace come over me. And I felt peace immediately in my room after he had prayed with me. And he said, that night I went to bed and for the first time in many months, I slept through the whole night without one attack. And he said, from that time forward, I never had another attack of darkness again in the night. But I would go to bed and I would sleep through the night peacefully. And he said, this young man just kept reaching out to me. And he had been inviting me to church. And I had been turning him down. But I was thinking, you know, his prayer worked. But I was still reluctant to go with him. So he showed up one day and he was ready to take me to church. But I pulled the covers over my head and began to give excuses. And he just encouraged me, please, just come. Just come as you are. And he said, I got up and I followed him and I went to church with him. And he said, when I walked into that church house, he said, I don't know. I don't understand. And I didn't even know what was going on, but I had never been in such a place in my life. He said, people were so joyful and they were so happy. He said, everyone was singing and people had their hands raised and People were jumping up and down. And he said, I didn't really understand what was going on. I just knew that I felt happy and I felt joy. And he said, before I knew it, I felt myself. I was jumping up and down like they were jumping up and down. Even though I didn't really understand it all, it just felt so good to be feeling free like that. And he said, by the end of the service, I found myself and I was at the altar. And I bowed my head down, he said. And when when I put my head down, people gathered around me and they began to lay their hands on me. And he said, when they laid their hands on me, I felt very distracted. And so I looked up and he said, one man leaned over and he said, don't worry about who's around you. You bow your head and you just pray to God. And he said, when he said, God, I closed my eyes and I thought, God, who is God? Because I knew that the God that I had prayed to, he hadn't been answering my prayers. And he said, I had such a hunger within me. And he said, so I closed my eyes and I said, God. And when I said, God, he said, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't addressing any certain God because I didn't know your God. He said, I was addressing God as in question mark. Whoever you are, 
the true and the living God, will you reveal yourself to me? I want to know who you are. And he said, when I prayed that prayer, tears began to come down my eyes and there was a bright light that was before me that was brighter than I had ever seen before. And he said, I don't know how I knew it, but I knew the light was Jesus. He said, I began to squall and I began to pray and I began to pray to Jesus. And he said, God filled me with the Holy Ghost and I began to speak in tongues. He said, I never felt such a thing in my life. I never felt so much joy in my life. I never felt so liberated in my life. I didn't even realize what was happening. He said he was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ that night for the remission of his sins. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful tonight for Timbo because God made a difference in his life. Timbo was blessed to go on from Singapore to New York City. He received a scholarship there. He graduated from a university there. He is a scientist. He is very educated. He could be working anywhere in the U.S. that he would like to work. But Timbo said, God called me to go and to preach the gospel and to reach my people. And we were with Brother Timbo. I don't know if you have the picture. But we were with Brother Timbo on a Sunday morning And he is not just Brother Timbo. He is Pastor Timbo, praise God. He is pastoring a church in the middle of Freetown, Sierra Leone. He is in a a city that is dominantly Muslim. And if you can put the next picture up. And it was a Sunday morning. He was renting a small one-room schoolhouse. And people were packed in that schoolroom from front to back. They had to just... Uh, bunch in to make room for us to make it to the front and people were standing outside that door of that room people with their hands raised and calling upon the name of Jesus amen and God began to pour out his spirit and fill people with the gift of the Holy Ghost on that Sunday morning amen I'm so thankful that the light of God transformed Pastor Timbo and the light of God is transforming others in free time. Sierra Leone. Amen. Pray with us for the nation of Sierra Leone. Brother Timbo came to our hotel room on the day that we were leaving and he said, I just had to let y'all know that another three people received the Holy Ghost at my church. Amen. God is doing a work there already. So we are so thankful tonight. We give you thanks tonight for partnering together with us in partners in missions for the nation of Sierra Leone. Thank you. Amen. Grace Church for partnering with us. And we would ask that you would pray for us in Sierra Leone. We pray for us that we can build the kingdom of God in that nation. And pray for us, not only that we can build a spiritual kingdom of God in that nation, but we also, it is our vision to take every church that we can, like Brother Timbo. We have pastors that are holding services in church buildings with tarpaulins and sticks uh, around Uh, tarpaulin around sticks. It is our vision that we want to be a blessing to the nation of Sierra Leone and we want to replace those temporary structures or those rented structures with permanent church buildings in that city. It is about $5,000 to build one church building in that city. 
or in Sierra Leone to build one church building. And to break it down really simple, it's about $1 to mold and to make one block in Sierra Leone. So whether you would like to help us tonight to, to mold one block, to build one wall, or to build one church, amen, it is all for the kingdom of God and will be a blessing to Sierra Leone. And we would ask if you are interested and you would like to help to please see your pastor, Brother Murphy, after church. God bless you tonight, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We give God glory and praise for what he is doing in Sierra Leone. Hallelujah. Sierra Leone is a beautiful nation, a little nation in West Africa. And uh, they've not had an easy go. It's not been that long ago that they suffered a civil war, an 11-year civil war. If you study about wars that have taken place in Africa, you'll find that this was one of the major wars. This is... Uh, one of the terrible ones that took place within the West Africa. The church suffered greatly. And as she mentioned to you, we have churches, we have buildings that have been destroyed. This is due to the war. We have families that were separated. We have families, whole villages that were literally wiped out. But God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. God is still able. I was visiting with them not too long ago in Sierra Leone while we were there. They were talking... Prior, they had talked about the war and the things that they had faced. And then later on, if you have also heard recently or within the last three years or so, the Ebola outbreak also happened in Sierra Leone. So the war claimed about 55,000 souls in Sierra Leone, displaced about 500 more thousand, and uh, they left the nation. Then the Ebola hit and took another 4,000 lives They've had a rough go at it, hallelujah. But when you talk to the brethren and the people in the church in Sierra Leone, they're quick to give God praise, hallelujah. They're quick to lift up their hands and say, God is still on the throne, hallelujah. Here, not too long ago, they found a diamond in the country of Sierra Leone. You may have seen it or heard about it on the news. This diamond is 700 carats, hallelujah. It's one of the largest in the world. Unfortunately, the people don't get to see much of that. It's pretty much taken by the government. And I saw a picture of this diamond. I don't know a whole lot about diamonds. And had I found this diamond while I was there, to be very honest with you, Brother Murphy, I would have probably picked it up and maybe skipped it across the water or whatever. It wasn't very beautiful. It was brown. It was kind of ugly. It looked just like a rock. I began to think about that and I know that they're going to take that diamond and they're going to cut it and they're going to shine it. They're going to polish it and it's going to become something very beautiful. When I think about Sierra Leone and the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, I can't wait until God takes a hold of that diamond. Hallelujah, Sierra Leone in the spirit is just a diamond in the rough. I believe that God is going to cut it and God is going to polish it and he's going to shine it with his spirit, hallelujah, and it's going to shine brightly in the kingdom of God. I am honored to be a part of the work of God in Sierra Leone. Hallelujah. I'm going to go to the word of the Lord and I promise you I will not hold you much longer. But I want to give you what the Lord has placed upon my heart tonight. I'm going to do this a little bit differently than what you are used to. I realize that all of us cannot go to Sierra Leone. So if you don't mind, we're just going to pack up Sierra Leone for a moment and bring it to you. Is that okay? Hallelujah. I'm going to preach to you in a language called Pigeon English. Or in Sierra Leone, they call it Creole. 
I grew up in Cameroon. Uh, Cameroon is a bilingual country, and part of it speaks French, the other part of it speaks English, and there is a go-between language called Pidgin. I grew up with this language, not knowing when I even learned it, just playing with the children and so on and so forth, and uh, here is today, I am able to speak this language. We used it quite often in Cameroon, not knowing that 30-something years later, God would bring me to a nation that they would speak this language almost identical. It's called Creole in uh, Sierra Leone. I'm going to preach to you tonight, and if you would, just get with me. Hallelujah. I know that you're a worshiping church. I've already enjoyed that with you. So don't just get so into language that you don't hear what God is speaking to you today. Hallelujah. It's a comical language. It's okay to laugh if you need to, but let's get with what God has in store for us for the next few minutes. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you from Acts chapter Chapter 3 and verse uh, 2, verse 1. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alm. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up. And walk. Pastor, would you pray for the anointing of God upon us tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Would you clap your hands to the Lord Jesus Christ? I want for the end of inside Papa God to be the book for some more time. I would like to enter inside the word of the Lord for a while. For see what the spirit of God go to with you today. To see what the spirit of the Lord would have to say to us today. Now we don't read about two people them that they call and say Peter and John. Now we've read about two people, Peter and John. Peter and John, the Bible book in the tell we say they be going up for the house for Papa God for make prayer. The Bible tells us that Peter and John were going to the house of God to make to, to pray. Now they never be trained up people them for the house for Papa God. Now they were no strangers to the house of God. No doubt they've been going up to the house for Papa God plenty of time. It's no doubt that they went to the house of God many times. And they really know what to wait to get for a speck before they want to enter for inside the baby house. And they Papa. knew what to expect when entering the house of God. Now, the Bible never really tells us that it happened exactly the way which we are going to talk now, about. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us it happened exactly the way I'm going to explain it. But me, I'd be the kind of person where when I read them for inside the baby book. But I'm the kind of person that when I read something inside the Bible. I like to think for inside me coconut, maybe how it could happen. I, I like to think inside of my head how it could have happened. And so for inside me coconut, that's so me I see maybe it would take place. And so inside my head, I can imagine this is how it took place. So me I see Peter and John that what kind of go for the house for Papa God. I see Peter and John walking to go to the house of God. Maybe they did tell you about all the fine things which you have about God if you don't do for them. Maybe they were talking about all the 
great things that God had done for them. Maybe they were talking about the things that they were seeing and time will be there now for this ground. Maybe they were talking about the things that they had seen while Jesus was on earth. The miracles which were they were seeing. The miracles they had seen. The eyes that were they open. The blind eyes being open. The hand that were they heal them. The 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 arms that were healed. The, the crippled arms. The legs that were they stretching them. The crippled legs straightened. The dumb arms were they wake up them. The, the dead raised. Amen. And as they're walking up, we'll go for the house for Papa God. And as they're walking and going to the house of God. The closer they're going up for the house for Papa God. The closer they got to the house of God. They begin to remember the things for Papa. They begin to think about the things of God. And they knew there was a man by the house of God. Before you want to enter for inside the house for Papa. Before you could enter inside the house of God. So man be there for the gate where they call and say beautiful. There was a man beside the gate called beautiful. This this man had not been well since he was born. His legs, he couldn't walk. And so he be there, and no doubt before he went for enter for inside. And he was there, and it's no doubt that before you could enter inside the house you of God, man cry something. you would surely hear the man cry something. I beg, sir. I beg, sir. Something there, woman, I feel help me. Is there something you can help me with? Anything there, woman, I feel help the man we need something. Is there anything you can give me to help? Help the man that needs something. So they see Peter and John. And so they see so and so Peter and John. And the closer way did it go for the house for Papa God. And the closer they get to the house of God. Maybe Peter begin to remember what we feel the hell of the man. Maybe Peter's thinking about what he can do to help the man. And you see maybe Peter took his hand for inside the pocket. I can see maybe Peter sticks his hand in his pocket. And as he just his pocket, he realizes he don't get something. Which and as he's searching his pocket, he realizes he doesn't have anything to give to the man. Maybe Peter gets some idea. Maybe Peter had an idea. He talked for John. He said, "Hey, John." And he turned to John and said. Hey, John. You know, say that man is gonna be for the corner for the gate. You beautiful. know that guy's gonna be by the gate, beautiful. And you know, say he will surely ask me something. And you know that he's surely gonna ask us something. Now, John, me, I've been helping last time where we to go prayer. Now, John, last time I helped him. So today, John, I go give you the blessing. And so today, John, I'm gonna give you the blessing. I will give you that chance for be the blessing for the man for the for way there for corner. For I'm gonna give you the chance to be a blessing to the man beside the house of God. You get something which will be the hell of the man. Do you have a little something you can help the man with. And so maybe John too took his own pocket hand for his side. And so pocket. maybe John also put his hand inside of his pocket. And he too realized some terrible thing. And he also realized something terrible. He turned back for Peter and said, hey Peter. And he turned back to Peter and said, hey Peter. Me too, I guess some problem. Me too, I have a problem. My problem is I go come off a house. My problem is I left the house. And my post I did for corner for bed. And my wallet is just beside my bed. Me too, I don't get something where to where we feed the hell of the man. I don't have anything I can help the man with either. But by now they don't draw closer for the house for Papa. But God. by now they're drawing closer to the house of God. And they hear it well, well, I beg, sir. And they can hear it very well. I beg, something sir. Something there, the hell of me. Is there something you can help and me with? And then he says, maybe Peter turn back in for John. And I can imagine as Peter turns back to. John. And he tells John, say, no worry, John. And he tells John, don't worry. We get something. We have something. And what you will, we get something. And such as we have. It get power from on it high. It has power from on high. Hey, John, no worry. Hey, John, don't you worry. You remember what you will, we'll be discussing. You remember what we were discussing? The time when you will, Jesus will be to do miracles the for this time God. that Jesus was on earth doing miracles. He'll be to tell his hand. He told us. Greater things shall ye do. Greater things shall ye that do. That what you will, we'll do on time when we'll what I have done on this earth. So no worry, John. So don't worry, John. Hey, he told us, go ye into all the world. Go ye into all the world. And preach this gospel. Preach this gospel. So John, and so John, we don't get something physical. We don't have a physical. But we something, get something spiritual. But we 
have something spare. I got you where we get out. And such as we it have. It change this body life. It can Hallelujah. change this man's life. And so did it come closer for the heaven. And so they come closer to the house of and God. And he began to look at hallelujah. And he began to look at the man. And he tell him, say, look to that for me. And he said, look at me. Because what you wear me, I get out. Because what I have. In no day like a gold. It's not it, like gold. In no day like a silver. And it's not silver. And what you wear me, I get out. such as I it have. It can change your life. It can change your it life. It can wake up you for the place can, where you take. It can make you to stand out. So the name out. of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And so the name and rise the name up, of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up. I walk up. Hallelujah. Now the Bible book didn't tell it say. Now the Bible tells us. Not only Peter entered for the house for Peter. It wasn't only Peter that entered into the house of God. Not only John entered for the house for Peter. It wasn't only John that entered into the house of God. Peter, the Bible book didn't tell it say. But the Bible tells us Peter in a John and John and the man will be there for outside. And the man that was outside. They entered for inside. They entered inside. And they began to praise. They began to praise. They began to glorify. They began to glorify. They began to give honor. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. I tell what I say. I'm telling you. It'll be time. It's time for the church for the living God. For the church of the living God. To realize God. which way we to realize get such as we have. Which way we get down. Such as we have. This ground in the final. This world is looking for. What the way we get down. Such as we have. It is still changed lives. Still changes lives. What the way we get down. Such as we it have. It is still wake up the dead man. Still revive the dead. What the way we get down. Such as we it have. Still forgive sin. Still forgive sin. What the way we get down. Such as we. Have. Can touch addictions? Can touch addictions? Anything with the way you need them? Anything that you need? Such as we have. Such as we have. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! This ground, this ground, this world, and divine with the way we get is up. looking for such as we have. Hallelujah! If you finish, just listen. If you can just listen. For the next few minutes. For the next few minutes. For inside the spirit. Inside of the spirit. If you go just tune your ear for the Holy Ghost. If you'll just tune your ear to the Holy Ghost. You go yes to the end of the cry. You can hear the cries. They're there for your Walmart. They're in your Walmart. They're there for your neighbors. They're in they're your neighbors. They're there for your workplace. They're in your place of work. They're there outside this door. They're outside of these doors. And they cry, I beg, sir. They're crying, I beg, sir. My life is not fine. My life is not well. I don't know what you have to do. I don't know what I can do. I don't know me to side for turn. I don't know which way to turn. I beg, sir. I beg, sir. You'll get something with the way you feel the hell at me. Do you have something? that you can help me with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can just listen for a moment. If you can just listen for a moment. Peter never feel fine. Peter didn't feel right. About entering inside the house of God. About entering inside the house of God. To receive what you were going to receive. To receive what he was about to receive. When he never helped the man we did on the outside. When he has never helped the man on the outside. If he didn't like to do something for the man. He wanted to do something for the man. And so he just simply gave what he were. And so he simply gave such as he had. Any man where you there today? Anybody that's here tonight? You get something with where you fit again. You have something you can give. From the small kids to the old man. From the youngest child to the oldest man. You there? You get something. 
You're here and you have something. Let me help you to understand. The Holy Ghost is trying to help you to know. The Holy Ghost is trying to help you to know. All you get for do is forgive with the way you get up. That all you have to do is give such as you have. And then he asks you for to give something with the way you know. It's not asking you to give something that you don't have. In other words. In other words. If God is going to forgive you for your sins. If God is forgiving you of your sins. Then tell somebody about. Then tell somebody about forgiveness. If God is washing, washed you and in His blood, precious name for and Jesus He's given His precious name of and Jesus Christ, for your life. and it's been applied to your life. Tell somebody about tell Jesus. Tell somebody about Jesus. If God is going to you with the Holy Ghost, if God has filled you with the Holy Ghost, tell somebody about the Holy Ghost. Tell Spirit. somebody about the Holy Ghost. If God is going to heal your body, if God has healed your body. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The team where you get them. Such as you have. The team where you get them. Such as you have. All you get for do. All you have to do. Now forgive which way you get them. To give such as you have. We feel ten up for we foot tonight. Can we stand up on our feet tonight? Hallelujah. I wonder whether you could just listen for inside the spirit. I wonder if you'll just listen inside of the spirit. I wonder if you could just tune yourself. I wonder if you'll just tune yourself. And begin to think about the people that went the way you feel to help them. And begin to think about who you can help. Think about the people that went the way you hear every day. Think about the people that you hear every day. That they cry for you. That they're crying for you. I beg, sir. I beg, sir. I beg, sir. I beg, sir. Something there where you finna talk for me? Is there something you can speak to me? Something there where you finna tell me? Is there something you can tell me? You finna tell me about something where you finna change my can life? Can you tell me about something that can change my life? The thing where you get them. Such as you have. The thing where you get them. Such as you have. Give up in Jesus' name. Give it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You don't say me, I don't get me anything. You tell me I don't have anything to give. Any man gets something with you if you give. Everybody God. has something they can give. Maybe you never received the Holy Spirit today. Maybe you've never received the Holy Ghost today. Maybe you never be baptized for Jesus' name. Maybe you've never been baptized in Jesus' name. Maybe you never received repentance. Maybe you've never received repentance. Even you get something you feel to give for Jesus. Even you have something you can give to Jesus. All you get for do. All you have to do put your hand up. is to put your hands up and say, Papa, I give that me. And say, God, I give myself. I don't get to be silver. I don't have silver. I don't get to be gold. I don't have gold, God. But such as I have, I give enough for you. I give them. I give it to you. And I promise you today. And I promise you to Jesus, it don't go fail you. Jesus will not fail you. You go take up your bed. You will take up your bed. And you go walk in and Jesus' walk. name. May we lift our hands up. Let us lift our hands up. As your pastor comes. As your pastor comes. May we begin to talk for Jesus. Let us begin to speak to Jesus. May we begin to listen for inside His spirit. Let's listen inside of His spirit. And talk for Papa God. And speak to God. Oh, Papa, help me. Oh, God, help me. For be willing, Papa. God, to be willing. Forgive what you will. Forgive such as I have. I don't get to be gold. I don't have gold. I don't get to be silver. I don't have silver. But Papa, we get to you. But God, I have you. And when I get to you, 
And when I have you, I gave me all I have everything. Help me, Papa. Help me, God. To turn this world upside to turn down. this world upside down. God bless you tonight. God bless you tonight. Thank you, Brother Riddick, for ministering to Grace Church tonight. Let's talk to the Lord one more time, shall we? Let's reach out. Let's reach heavenward just for another moment in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Does anybody feel the Holy Ghost here tonight? Do you feel the presence of the Lord here tonight in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I've just felt a a strong impression from the Lord, and I never like to embarrass anybody or put anybody on the spot, and I think Heather Tear will work with me here. While Brother Riddick was preaching, um, I'm thankful that Dallas and Brianna both have been on the foreign field and have given time and sacrifice to go spend time and their calling is to maybe one day return somewhere. We just found out Saturday, as a matter of fact, I believe it was Saturday, that Heather Tear has been chosen by the North American Youth Corps to go to Finland for three months and I'm real pumped about that. Don't know any details other than that. But Sister Riddick, I just felt an inspiration. I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot in any way. But Heather, would you just step right out in the middle? Sister Riddick, I'd like for you to come pray for her. She's going to Finland at some point. And I want her to always be mindful of the man on the outside of the house of God that needs to receive something amazing from God. Let's all join together and pray right now that God would touch Heather's heart in Jesus' name. God, I pray for this sweet girl right now. She's given. She's given her heart. She's submitted her will. She's in obedience to your purpose. And I pray in the name of Jesus that something would melt her heart even more right now. In the name of Jesus, that she would be more mindful of the man that's sitting outside the temple that needs something from you that only she has to give. Pray, God, right now that you would put a mantle of anointing and fervency and desire and passion on her shoulders right now in Jesus' name, that the Holy Ghost would descend on her right now and bathe her mind and heart in the power and boldness of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Would you lift your hands all over the building and let's talk to the Lord for a moment. This is a God moment. This is a God moment. Everybody talk to the Lord in Jesus' name. God, that your will would be done, that the presence of the Lord would be manifest here tonight in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. I worship you, God. I worship you. God, I worship you. God, I worship you. God, I worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank the Lord. While Casey's singing, if you feel to, put your hand on the shoulder of the person standing next to you. Let's pray for one another right now. Let's pray for Grace Church that God would do something in this house tonight. That He would turn our attention elsewhere. That He would turn our attention to our neighbor, to the person we work with. That God would help us tonight to hear the cry of the hungry heart, the man, the woman, the boy, the girl that's desperate, that needs God. The folks going through divorce, the people having financial problems, the people whose children have gone astray. God, we need you tonight. God, we need you tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, thank the Lord, thank the Lord. Does anybody feel the presence of the Lord here tonight? you feel the Holy Ghost? Do you feel the presence of the Lord? Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Sister Riddick. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I don't believe Heather's going to be the same after tonight. I believe she's had a God moment, and I thank God for that. Well, Grace Church, I have a feeling most of you know what's coming. You know, as much as you folks give, I don't know of anybody that has done without because of it. I don't know of anybody that you've sacrificed in giving that God hasn't come through with blessing and your desires being met. I wonder if Grace Church could build a church in Sierra Leone tonight. Is there $5,000 in the house? I believe there is. I believe that God is talking to your heart. Well, Brother Tom has committed 500. 200. Somebody keep notes. Somebody take some notes. So that's 500, 200. Steve, one. Brother Ben, 200. 500. Sister Riddick, God bless you so very much. Jonathan, five. Michelle, 200. Thank you so much. Sister Nixon, 500. Jason, 200. I can't. Marlanda, 100. Thank you. Brother Tommy, 500. Lisa, 200. Thank you all so very much. Brayton, 100. 
Thank you folks so very much. Kathy, 100. Sister Sarah, 200. God bless you guys. Their house flooded last year. They're not back in it yet. And I know what their financial situation is. Thank you for that. 200. Willie Jr. Brother Phil, 100. Melanie, 100. 100. 100. Sister Deidre, Ken, 100. Ashley, 100. Thank you so very much, baby. Thank you for that. Darnell, 100. Brandy, 100. Brother Wayne, 100. I'm trying, I can't see who it is. I see a hand, but I don't know who it is. April, 100. Thank you, Sister April. Danny, 100. Thank you so much, man. Deborah, 100. Thank you so very much. Noah's raising his hand that his mom and dad's going to give 100. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Noah. Okay, we're not going to say that out loud right now. Anyone else want to give? Jeremy, 200. Nathan, 200. Sister Pat, 100. Micah, 100. Is that okay? 200. Okay. Thank you all so very much. Somebody else? Sandy, 200. Thank you so very much. Sister Dean, 100. Steve, 200. Jonathan, 500. I don't know what to say to you people, man. I'm not a good offering taker either. I don't know what to say to you guys. Where are we? 7200 $7,200. We'll build a, a church and a half. How about that? Thank the Lord. Sister Murphy and I will give 500 and uh, that will put us at about $7,700. We'll go ahead and bump it up to, to 10 and let's just go ahead and build two churches in Sierra Leone. Maybe they can take a picture of them when they get them built and send them back to us. Thank you, Grace Church. Man, I love this church. I love Jesus. Aren't you thankful to be a part of the kingdom of God? I don't know what to say. Thank you. Thank you. And maybe when y'all get a couple of churches built, send us a picture. I'd like to show the folks. I'd like to, I don't want to see the church. I want to see it full of people. That's what I want to see. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Now, I'll be honest here tonight when I ask brother riddick before church i said if i remember y'all have two sons they were at camp meeting he said yes i said what are their names and he said we have ryan who is 17 that did a phenomenal job interpreting for his dad tonight oh my and then they have gentry who is seven and then sister riddick came up here and said they have a son one of their son is married and has a child. 
Well, I'm thinking it ain't him. And I don't think it's Gentry. <laughs> if you're married and have a child, son, I'm proud of you, bud. You, whew, I don't know if I'm proud of you or not. I'll leave that up to your folks on that one. But then they, I looked at him. And he read my mind, my face. He said, no, we have a third one. So thank God for that. So, <laughs> But uh, we're just hugely impressed. And I'm really pushing the envelope tonight, I know. But uh, we're, we're pushing, pushing hard. But uh, hearing him, I'm not trying to patronize these folks here tonight. My heart is, just can't help myself right now. We want to be a blessing to these fellows, man. They, they, they're, oh, God, they're, who knows what their thoughts and what moments are like for them when they go to bed at night kind of moments they have when they look across the building at some of our guys and say why couldn't I have been born in that house instead of this one but I don't get that feeling from them I think somehow and we heard tonight from Ryan that he's on board with mom and dad man he's up here preaching and I think that's pretty awesome this is what I'd like to do I'd like to have our ushers come tonight if y'all wouldn't just stand right here and I'd just like for you folks to take some cash in your pocket whatever you got just bring it up here and put it in these receptacles and whatever comes in tonight, we'll split it. We're not doing the third brother. He ain't here, so he is too bad. But we'll split it up between the two that are here tonight. Whatever comes in, Grace Church, don't keep none of this. You know that. Whatever you give is going to go to these fellas and give them some money to maybe buy a video game or whatever it is they like to do. I don't know what they like. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I Whatever it is they like to do, buy some. I don't know, Ryan's 17 years old. He might want to buy a new outfit to press, impress some girl somewhere. So he, he might be getting married here pretty soon. Who knows? But anyway, we want to be a blessing to these fellas and, and thank them and appreciate them for their sacrifice. So while Casey sings, would you come and just give something you have in your purse or your pocket and let's be a blessing to these guys tonight. Thank you, Grace Church. Thank you so much. I was just told that somebody over here had their hand up, and I missed them when we were doing pledges a moment ago. 
And uh, I'm sorry if I missed you, but if you'll see Sister Murphy after church and just let her know what you had in mind, we'd appreciate it so very much. Thank the Lord. If you need to, you can take about two months to turn the pledge in. We're going to go ahead and pay it. But uh, we, I know I can lean on Grace Church. You'll do what you said to do. So if you need a little extra time, that's fine. But if not, if you don't have it tonight, just bring it Sunday. And uh, we'll remind you in the next few services about it. Thank you, Grace Church, for your giving. Thank you so much for your generosity and blessing the kingdom of God. Speak to the Riddicks before you leave. Tell them you're praying for them. Tell them how much you love them and appreciate what they're doing. God bless you tonight, folks. Thank you for being here. And we'll see you Sunday morning in Jesus' name.